The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Messages of Well, hi, everybody. I'm coming to you live today from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, way up in the panhandle of Idaho, way up north. We traveled here yesterday in our big RV down a two-lane road for hours and hours, hundreds of miles. I took over driving the bus for about 20 minutes, and I said, Ty, I'm not up to this today. (laughs) It made me too nervous. In fact, the road had just been opened the day before after being closed to clear a giant rock slide all the way across the highway we were traveling on. So, That gets your attention, doesn't it? But uh, we've had this prayer that I say every day when we get on the road. I say, angels, please protect people, pets, and property today. And we'll do our best to be safe. So I love that prayer. You can use it too if you want. Uh, Let's see. So while Ty was driving, I was working, planning my keynote speech for the upcoming IANS online conference, International Association of Near-Death Studies. Check out my events calendar. They always have the greatest speakers, wonderful topics that really help us know more about the afterlife. So I'm all ready for that now, thanks to St. Ty doing the driving. driving. But let's move on to our topic today. My guest is a truly gifted psychic medium. Now, I teach mediums. And I don't pay so much attention to the psychic work. I had never really met a true psychic. Now, what I mean by true psychic, somebody that really sees the future. So there I was last June teaching my mediumship class at the Monroe Institute, where I teach several times a year in Virginia. And one of my students was trying to own her gift of mediumship. And she told me that she had really been working as a psychic. Now, this is my guest today, Nancy Lynn. And I told her I wanted to introduce her by telling how this unfolded. And she she admitted that she had been working kind of in the closet as a dial a psychic, the kind you call up online, you don't see them. And, you know, inside I thought, oh, my gosh, really? Because I don't know about you guys, but... There's a kind of a uh, feeling that they may not always be up and up, right? And so I was really curious. And 
So I said, Nancy, let's let's do something here. How about if I do a reading for you and you do a reading for me? And we'll see how that goes. And for those of you listening, I was blown out of the water. Nancy has a way of doing dates. And she said, well, as I tune into you, I'm seeing some big event with you, August 29th, 30th, 31st. Now, she did not have a chance to look at my calendar of events, but I knew right away that was the IANS conference and I was the keynote speaker last year. And she just pinged right in on that. Now, for those of you who may think maybe she looked at my calendar, which I guarantee you she didn't, then she said, I'm seeing date a date for you around August 4th, no, October 4th, 5th, and 6th. And I'm making notes. And I had nothing on my calendar for that date. And she said, there's really, this is a successful new endeavor for you. It's going to lead to a lot of opportunities. Well, what she didn't know is that I had just been interviewed in Petaluma, California to be a faculty member with the Shift Network. And many of you listening have now taken my class with the Shift Network. Now, they hadn't given me any dates. They hadn't told me yet if I was going to be accepted onto the faculty, but Nancy said, and I'm seeing swans. There's something to do with swans with this opportunity. And I just laughed because we had just been in Petaluma and I had a photo shoot at a lake right there a mile from where I was interviewed and there were swans in the picture. So come October 4th, 5th, and 6th, guess what happened? October 5th, they launched my first class with the Shift Network. So she got that spot on just like the IANS conference, and it had not even unfolded yet. What This is the reason why I want all of you to really know how special this woman's psychic gift is. And then I want to delve into how this happens. But she gave me some other dates. And I marked it on my calendar, but I knew she was wrong about this. So there was no way she could be right about this. What she said is, I see this three-week period, and it's just a complete blank slate. Your calendar is wiped clean. And I said, well, that's not happening. I didn't tell her at the time. I said, but that's when I'm a keynote speaker for the Helping Parents Heal Conference next year. And I just forgot about it, but I had put it on my calendar. Well, guess what, everybody? The three weeks she saw wiped clean were this last April 2020. And we all know what happened. The pandemic, coronavirus, wiped my complete calendar clean. The conference was canceled and Nancy saw it coming, but nobody knew at the time. That, to me, is a gift. So, Nancy, I know I've kept you waiting in the wings this whole time, but now everybody knows. <laughs> you, they know you've got it, girl. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such an honor, and you're such a wonderful person, and it was such an honor to meet you last year, and I so appreciate you allowing me to give you that reading. Um, this is something that started for me, as I had said to you then, and uh, as told you since, started for me when I was just a toddler. Uh, well, why don't we why don't when, we back way up then and talk about that? Why don't we back way up? Yes, because uh, <laughs> I'll be celebrating. To give reference, I'll be celebrating my 59th birthday next month. So I was just a toddler, and uh, I am Italian American, and 
uh, one of the, the people uh, connected to our family had passed away. And the viewings, I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the viewings were in the home. So Wait, I got to stop a second, I, Nancy. Nancy, I got to stop you a second, because I will be 59 next month. In fact, this Saturday, because it's next month, August, and I grew up near Philadelphia. Did you remember that Well, happy birthday. I forgot about that. Well, happy birthday, yeah. Suzanne. And, and to you. Okay, so go back to <laughs> you. Thank your you. childhood. <laughs> so we were at the at this viewing or at this wake uh, where someone would stay up and sit up with those who had deceased and there were candles everywhere anyway and there were all of these chairs set up and there was this very nice older woman who kept motioning me over and i remember she had this beautiful pearl necklace on and uh, i didn't know it was pearls but she motioned me over and she's talking to me and she's playing a game with my hands and my mother comes over and she says, what are you doing, Nancy? I said, I'm playing with the lady. My mother said, who? And I said, the lady. And I pointed to the picture that was apparently next to a casket where I couldn't see because I was a toddler that there was somebody inside that box. And as I was saying it, some people were getting startled, family members, and my mother whisked me up and took me out of there. Because <laughs> you're playing with the lady who's exposure. in the box, right? I'm playing with the lady in the box, but she's actually sitting in the chair and she's playing some sort of game with me. And after that, uh, other things started happening when I was young. Um, at night, I kept thinking I heard a radio on um, every night when I'd go, to, almost every night when I'd go to sleep, I'd hear this radio. And I knew that the radios were off in the house. Uh, because, you know, when we were kids, radios were a form of entertainment and uh, the radios were off in the house. And then I started realizing that I was hearing people who were not around. Um, my parents were restaurant owners. We had an Italian restaurant. And when we first opened the restaurant, um, some people had called for directions and I hung up the phone and I said to my mother, I said, these people just, this woman just called and I can see the whole family. And I told her what they looked like and so forth. And they came in and it startled my mother. And she's like, don't do that. Stop doing that. People are going to say something. They're going to think you're strange. They're going to start saying, you know, crazy girl at the restaurant, you know, something like that. So she's don't, don't talk about this anymore. So, I hear this several, a lot with many of my students because yeah. so many people with mediumship abilities that they're meant to use them, they do see mm-hmm. spirits when they're little. And then the parents talk yes. them out of it. Yes, yes. Well, I remembered the thing that got me was that as 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 I was growing up, people would pass and I would still continue to see them at the wake i'd see them mingling in the crowd or i'd be startled and all of a sudden they're standing there but i'm not telling anybody you know because i already had been told not to tell anybody and i remembered thinking when i was little does dead mean that people just stop talking to you is it Hmm. some sort of banishment um i didn't understand the concept of so you were seeing them but were they communicating at all then or they were just looking at you or playing silently with you they would look, they would wave. I would see them standing, holding somebody who was crying. And oh, but I, I, love I wanted that to visual. say something, but I couldn't. I, 
you know, I had already been expressly told. And the reason I was expressly told is one of my cousin's wife had come over to our house. I was a teenager at this time and said, oh, we're expecting a baby, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as she left, I turned to my mother and said, she's going to lose that baby in six months. Mm -hmm. I thought, don't say things like that. And when she lost the baby, I was told to never do this again, never talk about it again. And so I didn't for a long time. Wow. Now, before we move forward, Mm -hmm. Nancy, I really Mm -hmm. want to emphasize something you said there, because it's one of the most comforting things I've ever heard on this show. And just for the record, in my mediumship, I don't see the spirits objectively. Mo- most mediums don't. It's actually quite rare. So to see them with your eyes in well, the room sometimes as I you're do describing. And sometimes I don't. It depends yeah. on the situation and where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that view that you just described of seeing someone who had passed holding a loved one here who's crying, that's mm-hmm. comforting. Yes. That yes. they're, I mean, I know they're that close, but to see that actually happening when you have no preconceived ideas is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so you hid it. Don't talk about that I anymore. And then okay. what? <laughs> uh, I'm a former newspaper and television reporter. And Where, where did you do uh, that since you're a Pennsylvania girl? North Carolina, which is where I oh, live okay. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, my parents moved us to North Carolina to open a restaurant many years ago. And I was out on Interstate 95, which anybody who's been up and down the eastern seaboard corridor there knows I-95. Terrible accidents out there. And I was in television at the time. I had been in newspaper and then I was in television. And I was out at the scene of an accident. And so customarily what myself and my cameraman would do is we would help the first responders clear what we called the rubberneckers or the people who were gawking at the scene. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. will pull over. It's not, it doesn't happen so much anymore, uh, but it used to happen a lot. And uh, so this, I, I was trying to help clear the scene. I had my notebook in my hand. I'm trying to get the cameraman to do what were called pan shots, so taking shots of the of what had happened. And the first responders had already covered the car, but they were trying to clear the accident because there had been another car involved. And but there was a deceased in that vehicle that I was standing by. This woman walks up to me, and I thought, Oh my goodness, she had this. I still remember. I can still see her beautiful long red hair, and she was wearing this blue polka dot dress. And she had this abject look of horror on her face. And she said, what happened? I said, there's been a terrible accident. There's someone in that vehicle that's deceased. You don't need to be on the highway, yada, yada, yada. My normal, typical spiel, you know, you need to be safe. You need to get back in your vehicle. And she said, they're dead? And I said, yes. And I thought, well, maybe she's never experienced something like this. And, And the fact that somebody is deceased. Uh was really shaking her up. And I said, listen, you don't need to be here. You can get hurt. And so I waved her on and she was still standing there. I turned to my cameraman to give him direction. I looked back again a couple of minutes later, maybe a minute later. She was gone. I thought, oh, good. She went back to her car. Uh Well, as you might guess, what happened Uh was um, what I would do is myself, the cameraman and there were always a lot of first responders, but we always tried to help because I knew a lot of these guys and girls who were doing this work. And 
Uh, I was over there and helping to hold the sheets around so that they could pull the body out of the car. And it was that woman with the beautiful long red hair and the polka dot dress. Anybody else just get goosebumps? No. (laughs) I thought, oh, my God, it's back. They're back. You know? Yeah. And I'm not sure what triggered it. I had been to many, as a reporter, I'd been to many scenes of fatalities and it had not happened. But on this night, it came back. Well, I know why it came and back, I, because it is a gift yeah. and you're meant to use it. Yes, 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 yes. I, I'm not sure why on that night, but I felt so badly after that. I thought, oh, I should have talked to her. I should, you know? But I didn't I mean, know. But to see her that clearly, that solidly, that's just, uh, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. That, I, I hope a lot of you listening are saying wow, too. So, Okay. What did so, you do after that? So after that, I uh, started seeking out uh, what was then, because I'm going back about 30 years now, I started seeking out what was then known as New Age bookstores. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was not quite as developed and mainstream as it is now. And I was seeking things out, trying to find ways to meditate, trying to trying to figure out why. Why do I see this? Mm-hmm. Why does this happen? I had already been doing, I had already been seeing things that were going to happen in the future. I had already seen people who were on the telephone. I, you know, things like that. I had already been getting that. And I thought, okay, well, I had read about that. I had found library books about psychics. And uh, mm-hmm. so I was understanding that. But I couldn't understand this and and why it was happening and what was I supposed to do with it. So I started working on it. And then um, I got married. And uh, before uh, I had gotten married, I had told my then fiancé, Robert, who, as you well know, I lost two years ago to cancer. And he came through beautifully in the reading that we did. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he always does. God bless him. He's always there for me still. (laughs) And um, he encouraged me. He said, you know, you really, you really need to do something with this. You need to, you're supposed to help people. I said, well, I can't tell anybody about it. I'm a television reporter. I'll lose my job. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be careful what I say. You know, you, you think about those kinds of things and I'm in my twenties and I'm trying to figure this out. And, but I started working on it more and more. And then one evening, one of his, my husband had been military army Mm -hmm. and one of his buddies was over at the house and his buddy was really distraught. And he was sitting at our dining room table and all of a sudden I saw this older woman standing behind him. He was rather tall and she was standing there. So they were about the same height. So she was very short. And I thought, who are you? I said in my head, who are you? And she kept mm-hmm. saying, grandmother and love, grandmother and love. And I had always gotten, you know, people say, yes, I love them. I love them. But I always want more than that. Yes, sure. I know you love them. That's why you're here. But I need something a little bit more tangible. But she kept saying that, grandmother, love. Finally, I looked at my husband. I said, I've got it. And he's like, okay, go ahead then. <laughs> you know, we had this little, <laughs> this little thing where I would look at him and he would know what I was talking about. And I said to his friend, I said, 
listen, this is going to sound weird, but I have to tell you. And so I explained to him what was going on. I said, I'm not sure who she is, but she keeps saying grandmother love. And he broke down. He said, I always called her grandma love. Oh, goosebumps again. I love it. I said, okay. Because, you know, sometimes you get this information. You're thinking, this doesn't make sense. I'm going to say it anyway. And then I have so many people that ask, some of you listening may wonder, what happens when I know things and do I say it or not? And yes, you did it just right. You know, just a little bit feeling out the the environment. Is he going to be open to this? But you have to honor that spirit who's standing there. She comes, she came to you because she knew you'd see her. Beautiful. He didn't know if he believed in life after death, this friend. And what I found out, at the dining room table after I told him this and he broke down was that he was contemplating suicide that night. Mm, there you go. And this stopped him. Yeah. Spirit knows what they're doing. He, yes. Yeah. He got, he got a lot better. He was able to move forward and resolve some issues in his life. And my husband said, see, see. So yeah. several years ago, um, when, uh, the, the gift just, I, I was doing readings for just people I knew, friends, but it's hard to read friends because sometimes you don't know, am I seeing this because I want this for them or am I seeing this because it's supposed to happen? So mm-hmm. I do all of my readings over the phone because it is just easier for me to not see what somebody looks like. This way, mm-hmm. I have no preconceived notion. All I hear is the voice. And that's all I need is somebody's voice, which is why now through my website, when I do readings, I do them on Zoom, but I always ask, can we just do audio? Oh, if nice. you really want video, we'll do that. But this way, you don't have to get all dressed up. You don't have to brush your hair. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> so <laughs> gives you so a little when bit you... of ease. You can be in your pajamas for the reading if you want. And, so for but years, I, you, but ended prefer... up, you ended up... If I could just shift here a little bit for years, you ended up being that dial a psychic, right? I was because I didn't know what to do, Suzanne. I wanted to help people, but I was also a a personality on television. So um, I couldn't just do both. Uh, I would definitely have lost the television job. And so you were like, were you like a news anchor? And people would, they'd see you out in the field or at the desk. That yep, recognizable. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh, I can yep, understand I that then. Yeah. Yes. So I had to be very careful. So uh, I can't say the name of the company, but I went sure. to work for a company online uh, doing telephone readings. Now I will tell you that I called some of those people, and I realized that not everybody who says they are psychic is. That's so that what was I was trying to say me. in a nice way earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Bless them, but, you know. Uh, so I started doing that, and I've been, and then I was doing it for, and I did this, once again, at the encouragement of my husband, because he said, you have all of this, you know, you can help so many people. And I have done now, because they track it, over 45,000 readings. I know. That just blew me away when you told me those numbers, 45,000. Well, it's a little bit more now since the last time I saw you. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So I've Mm -hmm. heard, we really haven't talked to psychics on this show, but is it true that the main thing when people call a psychic, they want to know about health, money, and relationships? Are those the top three things? 
but flipping that around relationships first. And I'm very good with that. The only thing that I always tell people I draw the line at is an engagement date. I will not tell people when they're going to be engaged because I do believe something should be a surprise. <laughs> well, I, this is a question. You know, sometimes people will ask questions in a reading of loved ones or spirit guides, and the answers don't mm-hmm. come because there are some decisions we're supposed to make for ourselves, like do I marry that Correct. man? Or do I divorce that Correct. person? Right? So how do you handle right. that? Well, that's a free will decision. What I do is I tell people what the thoughts, feelings, and emotions are of that person and what their plans and intentions are. I give you all the information to make the decision, but the decision is yours. Uh Nobody should be making that for you. And I've heard people say, well, a psychic told me that I should. I said, no, no, no psychic is supposed to run your life. Only you do that. Yeah, You know, there's a saying, when writing the story of your life, don't let anybody else hold the pen. <laughs> so you make sure you keep holding the pen when you're writing that story. But getting the all the advice that you need, it's just like when you take a job. You need all of the knowledge in order to do the job. And when you're making a decision, you need as much knowledge as you can to make that decision. So how far and in the future do you feel that certain things are preordained? I can, well, let me answer it this way. I can see very clearly a year out. Mm -hmm. It's hard, very clearly. It's harder to go past that because there are so many free will decisions that people make. In your case, I could see things. Now, what was interesting, when I saw those blank weeks, I couldn't figure out why. I thought, oh, my goodness. And I will tell you, as I was telling you that, I thought, Suzanne's going to think I'm a nut, but i got to tell her this. I couldn't tell why you would have those blank weeks. I didn't see you ill. I didn't see anything tragic. I didn't see anything happening to you. But I also did not have in my vocabulary of symbols from spirit a symbol for pandemic. I do yeah. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but I didn't yeah. then. So, so sometimes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. It just fascinates me, though, that it's oh, I'm I'm hearing from my guides right now. Bigger picture. They're showing me bird's eye view. They can see the confluence of events and decisions and people coming together. So it does make sense. But wow. Mm-hmm. How we have mm-hmm. less less than a minute until the break. OK. Uh, do you, when do you see a calendar in your mind's eye and that you actually see the dates on it? That's a great question. So what it is, is you remember when you were a kid and somebody told you to draw a timeline in history and you have to mark things on a timeline? I see things in a timeline format. So it's like this big rolling calendar that rolls like a street, if you will, in front of me. And I look down that calendar until they light something up. And then when it lights up, I know that that's the date. Okay. So sometimes it takes a minute because I have to go August, September, October, November, and then it will light up. How cool is that? Well, we're talking with psychic medium Nancy Lynn, going to ask her a bunch more questions after the break. So please come back.
thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Oh, this is just fascinating, talking with psychic medium Nancy Lynn, and her website is psychicmediumnancylynn.com. Uh, Nancy, what do you do when you see somebody's death in the future, in the coming year or so? I have a very strong belief, and I mean, I can see when people are ill. I can see when they won't be around much longer. But I also have a very strong belief that mediums are not supposed to know the day and hour of someone's death. Um, One of the things that I do, and I am a very strong Christian by nature also, and if you look at my website, you will see that before I start a reading, I always say a prayer. I always tell people you don't have to participate in it if you don't want to. Um, But I do it uh, because I ask for guidance. And I believe that there are certain things that we are not supposed to know. Uh, the birth, the day of a birth of a baby and the day that we leave this world. Uh, so I will tell somebody that what I usually say is spend as much time as you can with that person. If you have not called them lately, call them. Um, and it's always good advice, right? Interact with them more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always, what I teach absolutely. people. In my classes, I teach them. If you see a death, don't share it. What what good does it do? Right. You know, and what you just right. said is good right. advice anytime because we could all go any second. And then you just mm-hmm. cause people undue suffering and pain. And then there's always that chance we could be wrong. Right. Not only that, but it is not our job to change what's happening for people in their experience. That's not our job. Our job is to reveal information that's going to be helpful to be able to talk to those who have crossed over to answer questions, to give guidance. But it's not our job to say this and this and this may happen on this day because we're not supposed to change the future. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to. That's not, yeah. that's not why we have these gifts. And yeah. I don't want to misuse them ever. Yeah. Well, I recognized your gift when I saw you in, in my class at the Monroe Institute. And the thing was, I don't feel that until that time you really recognized your, the mediumship aspect of it. You were so excited at that class. Do you remember? And, and yes. why, were oh. you so charged? why were you so charged up then? It was like coming out of the closet um, yeah. as, a, as a psychic medium. I had been doing this, uh, I guess you could say, in the shadows <laughs> yeah. for so many years. And uh, I wanted to, you know, I never knew if I would hear from somebody again. And there was always more information that I wanted to give them. And they had time limits of when they could talk to me. And to be able to have somebody, and it also helped me to see that I could actually see somebody and still do the reading because I had done them, most of them for so many years, just by voice, which is my preference because I like to pick up that vibration. Through that vibration, I start seeing family members. I see the car they drive. I see the house they live in. You know, I've helped people find a piece of jewelry missing in their house. I'm like, okay, all right, does your house look like this? Okay, walk down the hall, turn right. Is there a dresser with something, you know? So... I, I've done things like that. It's, 
But so when you had us do this exercise where somebody was standing and facing the wall and we had to stand behind them and just Mm -hmm. tell them whatever it was we were seeing. And when the woman that I had read turned around, and you probably remember this, she turned around and she was sort of flipping out. (laughs) She's like, yes, that's exactly. And how did you know that? And that's what my son looks like. And yes, all of these things. So it was. Yeah, you nailed that exercise. Just nailed it. So it, it fortified in me and I thought, okay, you know, I, I do need to do this more. I had, I left journalism um, many years ago so that my husband and I could have, he wanted more time together. And thank God I did that because I had no idea I would lose him so young to cancer. Yeah. And he helps me now tremendously, but he gave me that encouragement. As a matter of fact, the day that I was headed up there to your class, I was standing in the shower because I was just traveling from North Carolina, Virginia. I was in the shower when I heard my husband say, check the oil. I thought, okay. So I went to the service station here and it's a full service station. I went to the service station. I said, can you just check the oil? He said, yeah, you're two quarts low. That's a good thing you did that or your engine would have burned out before you got to where you were going. I said, okay, I know I'm supposed to be going here because my husband made sure that I checked the oil. Yeah, my deceased husband. That's that's the little piece that's missing there. (laughs) Because he came to me two days after he passed in the kitchen, and he looked just like he did when we first met. And it it was the first time I had experienced seeing somebody who obviously was that close to me. And I said, honey, I thought you were dead. And he looked at me, and he said, baby, I'll never die. Oof. Ooh, everybody write that one down. That's the truth. I'm sorry. Now, now I'm getting a little emotional. I'm trying. To, it's, it's been two years, yeah. but it never leaves you. And so how about, what do you say to those who are listening who say, why can't I see my loved one who passed? Because we That's do great, feel that they've question. died, you know? Well, I will tell you, if it hadn't started for me when I was young and I was readily able to accept it, the thing that I thought about over the years is people say, well, if I can, if you can see them, Nancy, why can't I see them? And I say, well, your family members, your loved ones love you very much. If they just walked into your bedroom in the middle of the night, they could cause you a heart attack and they don't want you to join them anytime soon. So, <laughs> so I Some always people, say, you know, yeah, my, would definitely be blown away by that. Absolutely. Now my mother used to tell me, she used to say, don't be afraid of the dead, be afraid of the living. And I tell that to people all the time. If you do have an encounter, if you feel like you're ready, because every single human has the ability to see those who have crossed over. It just takes an opening of being willing and ready to accept. You don't have to be afraid of them. You know, people always talk about, and I hear this on television all the time, oh, ghosts and the house is haunted. And, you know, what about evil spirits and what about all I say you know what I've been doing this work for so many years and I have never had a deceased person pull a gun or a knife on me I think you're relatively safe so (laughs) the thing is is that you don't have to be afraid of this it's it's another dimension it's a higher dimension but they're so close to that's the same thing I say because I read pets too as I was telling you so I I wanted to talk about that animals yeah mediumship is soul to soul communication and pets have souls. So talk about that. Yes. Yes. So 
as you know, and as you've read for people, and as I have, the one thing you realize is when uh, a human soul leaves this earth plane and crosses over as a medium, I can't communicate with them usually immediately. That's why when I see them at a wake, they're not saying anything. They're just sort of hold their hand up or they look at me, uh, just an acknowledgement, but I can't really talk to them. That's why, and I realized that because of the way the woman was. Um, Mm -hmm. But so when a human crosses over, there's some time, some things they have to go through on the other side. And that's why I ask people to wait wait about three months at least until you ask a medium for a reading. They have to get used to communicating. Something like that. Yes, absolutely. And there's a bunch of stuff going on on the other side. And there's some amazing things that I've learned. And they are trying to connect with souls that have already crossed over too. So it's a big family reunion over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When our pets die, they don't have extended family over there that they remember. They don't have an aunt Sally or an uncle John or mom and dad, or we are their family. And the one thing that I've realized because I do a lot of animal rescue the one thing that I've realized over the years is that the animals come right back to be with us. I always tell people, if you've had a lot of animals, pets in your lifetime, then if every time you get up and go to the bathroom, you should have to be going, excuse me, pardon me, just to move the energies out of the way (laughs) so you can go to the bathroom. Because those animals come right back with us. And I have had so many people who've crossed over, especially animal lovers say, you know, my dog Fluff, you know, my dog Fluff or Rover or something or my cat or was right there. They were waiting there for me. One of the first things that greeted, I lost my golden retriever um, who was 14 and a half just last this past December. And it was tough. He had lymphosarcoma and I had to put him down because he was at the point where he was going to suffocate and When I did and I held him while the vet did that, I could see him running into my husband's arms because that had been his good boy. And I, I knew that he was over there with him, but he still comes back here to, to see me. And why do I know that? Well, number one, I can see him. Um, But usually I just see glimpses of him, you know, because we have to go about our day in reality. So a lot well, of times someone, we'll just get glimpses, someone, and I always tell people you may only get glimpses of your loved ones, too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, someone very near and dear to me uh, just lost a pet last night, and uh, the question was, Is are they immediately joyous, these animals? And I, I know they are because I felt my Gretchen soul Absolutely. the second she was freed from her sick body. But you're yes. just saying they can immediately communicate. I love the confirmation, the validation of that. Yes, yes. You will feel them. You'll feel the heat of them if they were in in bed with you. Um, I have seen impressions or depressions, rather, oh, in the bed. Um, yeah, we get that. Ty sees it all the time from Gretchen. It's just magical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're right there. So, Or you'll hear them breathing or you'll feel their warmth or or you'll just see them out of the corner of your eye. Every single human has clairaudience, clairsentience, clairvoyance. Every, we all do. The only difference between, Suzanne, what you and I are doing and people who aren't doing this every day is just a matter of trusting it. That's right. And believing that it's possible. That's just key. Believing, yes, yes. And, and trusting, and trusting. 
Yeah. So how about a, mm -hmm. an example or two of, of other magical moments in your readings and how it's changed things for the people you were working with? There was this young woman. She was in New York City. I remember this distinctly. And I could see her. She was suffering from drug addiction. And I could see her. When I say I could see her, I mean in my mind's eye while we were talking. And I said, mm -hmm. do you have long, dark hair? Is your face very thin? Are you very pale? Blah, blah, blah. So I was validating that for her. And she was calling me really about a relationship question. But when she did, I said, is is your mother still with us or is she deceased? And she said, oh, she's deceased. And I said, well, she keeps, I said, well, and I explained to her how I was seeing this. And I said, well, she's sitting on the beach in one of these banded metal, you know, pop open chairs. And I said, and it's green. It's got this green banding. It looks really worn. She said, oh yeah, that was her chair. And, <laughs> um, I said, and I see her picking up a beer bottle and throwing it into the ocean. And it keeps reappearing in her hand and she keeps throwing it in the ocean. Mm -hmm. I said, are you trying to break away from alcohol? And she just started crying. I'm sorry, it gets me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just started crying and she said yes. And I said, do you need any more validation that it's not a good thing for you than your mother throwing beers into the ocean right now? And yeah. I said, you know, it's, you know, I told her how she, how she looked and she was wearing these cat eye glasses. And she said, I, I don't understand. She said, how do you see that? I said, you know, they come through, they're not going to come through and tell you what the lottery numbers are or, you know, when the world ends. Or things like I'm that. so glad they're you mentioned that or through. your phone might be ringing <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> I always say if they, if they were, if I was waiting for somebody to tell me the lottery numbers, I would have already taken them by now. That's them. right. <laughs> the thing is, is that what they're coming through with is something you need right that moment. Just yep. yesterday, I, a woman called and wanted to, um, she wanted to connect with her father. Her father didn't come through. And that's sometimes the person that you ask for is not going to be the person who comes through, but somebody else is going to come through. And in this occasion, it was a friend of hers who had passed away at about the same time her father had a couple of months ago. And he came through and I described what he looked like. And I told her, I said, he's telling me about this injury to his left arm, especially his left elbow. She said, oh, I remember that. She said, well, why is he here? And why is my dad not here? I said, he's asking you to forgive him for him being such a snob. And she hmm. just started crying. She said, yep. She said, I thought we were friends. And I always felt like he thought he was better than me. And I said, well, he just needed to come through because he needed forgiveness. I said, you know, there are a lot of things that they go through when they cross over. And, you know, it's it's a matter of them sort of... I guess you could say atoning sometimes. They need to come through when they can. Now, if you had not called me, he'd still be trying to knock on your brain to tell you this, but you might be ignoring right. it or thinking you were making it up. And you're never making it up. There you go. Yep. We may think we have certain people we want to hear from, but spirit knows what will serve the greater good. And it's usually those forgiveness and and gratitude sessions too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about... Um, yeah, yeah. Any any readings that come to mind where your clients didn't want to hear what you had to say? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if I had a nickel. 
Yes. And I always tell people, you know, um, I'm going to tell you something. And if you don't like it, you're welcome to hang up. You're welcome to tell me I'm wrong. And then I'll just wait because I love you. I will wait. You will call me eventually. And you will say, oh, my goodness, you were right. And that's okay. I'm not doing this to be right. I'm doing this to help you. My concern is that we get you through as much of life as possible in 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 the ways that are best for you. That's so, right. yes, I have told people, unfortunately, I've, you know, had to tell somebody, uh, you know, some I've had people say, well, should I stay in my marriage? I say, well, whether or not you should is your choice, but let me tell you what's going on. And, you know, I told this woman, I said, you've had a certain suspicion about your husband and some blue vehicle that keeps showing up next to his at work. And you have spotted it and you've seen it and you need to broach that subject with him because there is more there than meets the eye. And she said, no, 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 that's just a, I asked him about it one time and he told me blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, all right. Um, you've got to do what you want to do. And then I heard from her. I don't know, a couple of months later, maybe, she said, you were right. Um, He was um, doing some things that he shouldn't be doing. And I have decided for the betterment of me that I'm not going to be with him anymore. I said, well, you know, that's the choice you had to make. That was not something anybody should tell you. It doesn't mean that because something happens in your marriage, it has to end. Mm -hmm. But when you have the knowledge, you need to use it to make the best decision for you or, or not make the decision. But yeah, so I have told people many times, you know, um, you know, am I going to get this job? No, you're not. But if you will go ahead, there's three more that you're going to be applying for. And one of them is much, much better for you. But I want this one. I said, I understand. I, <laughs> I can't change. <laughs> I, I can't change that. You know, I've had people object as though somehow I could go, okay, well then let's fix that. Um, I can't change, (laughs) I can't change that. I can tell you what I see is going to happen and then maybe it'll help you to sleep at night or maybe it'll help you to make a better decision or make the decision that is, is going to be for your highest good. And that's what I care about. Suzanne, Suzanne, I, I, I don't do this work because I wake up every morning and go, oh boy, let me just, you know, rip open my soul. (laughs) (laughs) and and delve into all of this and tell you things that you may want to hear things that you may not want to hear um i do this because every single person i talk to becomes a friend and i have people who have been calling me for 15 years now Mm -hmm. um and i i you know and they always say you feel like a friend i'm like well that's my that's that's the purpose here. I'm trying well, to. Well, you're just you. connecting soul to soul, heart to heart. No wonder I mean, you're in the the deepest places within their soul. So you couldn't help yeah. but feel connected. But along those lines, I've found that when people come to me in a reading and ask questions, what do I do about this or that, and just like you, I don't tell them what to do. You just lay out what you see. But most people right. already know these things. Don't don't you find that to be true? And they're just looking for validation of what their soul really already knows. They do. They need validation because not a Other one of us dates. wants to believe that. <laughs> than- yes, yeah. Not a, not a one of us wants to believe that we're being lied to or being conned or being misled or. 
you know, so I hate to be, I always say, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you need to know this because this is going to open another door for you, you know, so that you're not stuck in this pattern. How many times have you heard, have you talked to just anybody who said, well, if I had known this five years ago, I could have changed my life. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So. Um, so, so I want to ask that question again, though, about seeing dates when you specifically saw that, oh, I, yes. you know, specific dates has, do you get in guidance on why those certain dates are known? I talked about the our guides seeing the bigger picture. How much do you think is actually preordained? Well, when it comes to events that you have no control over, and that's what those were. Mm those were events that you had no control over. Those were things you were participating in. Um, those okay. are things that were already kind of coming together in the universe. That's a really good question. And I got to tell you, I've never really dwelled on it. Yeah. I just get the information and give it. This may sound unusual, but I don't try to understand everything that's given to me. I'm just that Lily Tomlin operator. <laughs> remember from years ago you know yeah, I plug I, that's probably you, why you're I so accurate because you don't try to analyze it right it's not my job yeah. once again that's i like to jokingly say that's a higher dimension and it's definitely above my pay grade yeah so i just i'm just plugging in so i am that direct lily tomlin you know operator connection that just says okay here's what my guides are telling me um, I have two really strong guides. One is Paul and one is Jane. And this is Paul mostly is the one who I work with most of the time because he's just so cool. Um, but, and, and those are things that have, oh, there's so much to talk about here. And we have an hour seems like a long time, but so little time. Uh, Do you see those is, guides just, objectively? Have you ever seen them? When I was real little, I started seeing them in dreams and I didn't know what they were, who they were. And then every now and again, when I've been at crisis points in my life, when my husband passed, I was granted I'm a medium. And, and my husband said, you know, honey, the beautiful thing is, is that when I leave this earth, we'll still get to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, he, he, to be suffering with cancer for the year that he was, he had an incredible spirit and, you know, love doesn't die. So, um, I'm sorry, I went completely off on a tangent. No, it's, we, we were, were talking about seeing your guides, but that's okay. I love what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So where, where, where yeah. do you feel it is that you're tapping into? Where does this information come from? I mean, I know the answer, but I love to hear different people's take on it. What I see it is just a, another dimension. People who have their souls have lived lives before. And I tap into this consciousness. It's not just Paul and James who happen to be the ones right now. There have been different ones in my lifetime. Sometimes women, sometimes men, um, sometimes relatives. Uh, God bless them. My husband helps me tremendously now. Um, in what way? So, 
How does that will, work for you? He will tell me things. He will say things audibly. Oh, I also hear people too. So I can hear tone and inflection and voice. So sometimes when someone uh, comes through, if they're not right in front of me, I see them in my mind's eye and they'll give me some sort of thing they used to do, uh, something with their hands or a way that they laughed or the way they wore their hair, you know, and I'll hear my husband go, just say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just so, so, it's, so your your husband is to you like my friend Brenda is to me. They're just a, a new helper in your readings because we hear them so clearly yeah. and they want to serve. I just yeah. love how they still work with because us. Because I trusted my husband completely in life. Why would I not trust him now? So Beautiful. I trust him completely now. Yeah. So when you do readings now, do people specifically ask for a mediumship reading to connect with loved ones and, or a specifically a psychic reading, or do you just open it up to whatever is meant to happen? I give people the choice because I want to be able to sort of gear up. I, I have different prayers, different meditations I do for both. So I will try to connect. I will, if I, when I know the person's first name, so with my website, psychicmediumnancylynn.com, with the website, when I always ask people, please only give me your first name and your last initial. I want to know nothing about you. I don't want to know what you look like. I don't want to know anything. Please don't cloud anything that's coming to me. And when they get, uh, when they start talking, if they say, well, I really want to do it, I said, please don't tell me anything mm-hmm. just exactly. when i tell you i when i say do you understand this yes or no is good you can offer anything you want like oh well i'd like to know blah 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 okay great well let's look at that um but in the beginning at the beginning i want to get all the information out because sometimes it comes really fast and i'm trying to take notes and that's the reason i do zoom only because i send the audio um to the person via email two days later nancy we're about out of time it's just been awesome talking with you and you've just you know i i know this is real but you've helped to validate hopefully for everybody listening just how real it is and just how much is known across the veil and how much they're helping us so thank you you are such an incredible medium thank you for what you do It's, it's an honor isn't it everybody go out and have a great week see you back here next week Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on The Next Room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.